Do you guys remember the film Willard? With the rat? With the rat. Are we talking about the new one that had what's-his-face from? Either one. They okay. both work. Yeah, I remember. Okay. If you could summon a lesser creature, what would you pick? Ooh. Just to have like a like an army of lesser creatures? Yeah. or At your disposal. And why? Oh, man. Hmm. I'm going to pick puppies. Puppies? Well, they're going to grow up into dogs, though. Well, I, I think after a while, then I would just summon different puppies, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, so these, these puppies are disposable to you. Okay. Well, I guess if you have unlimited puppies. Look, you have a bad day at work. You want an army of puppies just come smother you in fur. That sounds all right to me. I don't know. I don't know what happens to them when they go away. I'll yeah. find them homes. How about that? <laughs> like, sir, where are you getting so many puppies from? Don't ask questions. Yeah. Let's see. Cats, probably. They're pretty helpful animals. They catch rats. Chase away your puppies. They're pretty <laughs> lazy, though. So, I mean, you may just basically, like, summon an army of, eh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a risk, I suppose. And as hmm. someone who's allergic to cats, that sounds terrible. Ooh, that's how you can take Mark that out. That sounds terrible. All right, so, all right, got your weakness. That'll keep you and your puppies <laughs> away. Now we just need Garrett's rats or whatever he's doing. I'm, I'm going with crabs with knives. <laughs> okay. okay yeah. I've seen one crab with a knife. Hey, if there's one out there, there's probably more. You're summoning them. <laughs> I'm playing right? the odds on this one. I'm playing the odds. What are you gonna do with them? What can't you do with a crab with a knife? Rob a bait stand? You're literally like summoning lesser demons, like creatures to do your bidding. Do you think if a, if a horde of puppies walks into a an event and basically you're like, I command you, they're gonna be like, oh puppies. And yeah. if you do cats, cats are gonna be like, eh, we're gonna sit here and lick ourselves for a while. A fucking horde of crabs with knives walks into any room. People are going to be like, all right, hold up. What's going on? (laughs) What do we need to do to avoid this situation? You have my attention. Exactly. everyone just a quick note about today's episode if you want to enhance your listening experience with us today we recommend you watch 2010's the last exorcism 2005's the exorcism of emily rose and 1973's classic the exorcist also don't be alarmed at around the 19 minute mark john sounds like he's podcasting from a fishbowl he's not we had some technical issues that have since been addressed enjoy Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, and again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing all right. We're good. I was taking a drink. Sorry. No worries. So, um, I thought we'd start at the top of the episode just to say, are, are we aware of any upcoming horror films or anything we're looking forward to? Is there anything on the horizon that piques your interest? I know... Um, as of the last episode, we were talking about how we thought the Slender Man film might be good. Good was not was the word we used. Before the trailer came out, <laughs> John was hopeful. John yes, was, hopeful. was hopeful. Okay, sorry. And yeah. yes, I watched that trailer, and much to what I thought would happen, it looks like a steaming pile of garbage. Yes, any any hope I had for that thing is out the window at this point. Yeah, I've only seen really disappointing horror movies outside of the ones we're going to talk about. I yeah. watched Open House from Netflix. That How was, was that? A, oh, it was so bad. It was just so bad. It was a real trash movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> Who's in it? Anybody notable? Um, Probably, but I'm terrible with actors and actresses. So. John Larroquette from Night Court. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Old Johnny. Um, I saw one uh, called November. Have you guys seen that one? It's like this black and white Estonian film. It's based on a novel called 
Rehap Hap by Andres Kivarik. Probably got that wrong. I'm just proud of you for trying, to yeah, be honest. I gave that it a best was, shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the story is set in a pagan Estonian village where werewolves, the plague, and spirits roam, and villagers have to survive this bleak, cold winter. Um, during all this, it seems like they're stealing, and then they have to store their souls inside these like weird metallic creatures that roam the farm. Wait, what? What is going on? I'm telling you what, what I <laughs> saw in the trailer. I've never even heard it's, of there's, this there's a movie. lot going on yeah. in this trailer, yeah. evidently. It's uh, it, it looks dark. It looks cool, and I hope it's good. Um, that comes out later this month. So okay. Maybe we'll talk about that one at some point. But uh, it's foreign film. It's got uh, okay. subtitles. Ah, subtitles. And I don't, I don't even know if I could tell you where Estonia is on a map. It's in Eastern Europe. You hand me a blank map and say point at it. And I, I don't think I'd get it. It's by the other, you know, Tonias, Slovakias, <laughs> those kind of places. Hey, that's where Link from Encino uh, Man's from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, Garrett, what are we talking about today? Talking about exorcism movies. My, my second mm. least favorite horror genre. Why is that? Because they scare the shit out of me. <laughs> That's why they're my favorite horror genre. <laughs> this is your favorite? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I exorcism, uh, paranormal possession-based okay. movie. I've seen some really shit ones. Well, I there mean, seems to be a bunch of them, right? Oh, there's so many, and 99% of them are trash. 99, and it's still your favorite genre, even though the majority... <laughs> yeah. These <laughs> are those few nuggets. Yeah, exactly. When they are really good, they, they are incredible. Uh, I just watched... Um, the Exorcist for the first time. Wow. Um, I think I'd gotten bits and pieces over it on TV, you know, the censored stuff. Yeah. So I was good, glad to finally watch that one. Was it the it, original uh, cut or the director's? Whatever's on HBO currently. I had the original. Yeah. yeah. Is, what's, uh, well, we can talk about that later. But I think we're going to start off with the 2010 Last Exorcism. Was that the found footage one? That is. Yeah. yeah. So it's shot like a documentary style. And uh, going into it, I was actually pretty excited with the premise. Agreed. I, yeah, I dug it. Um, so basically, we've got a, a preacher who is basically just going through the emotions. He doesn't believe what he's actually preaching. And I found that to be pretty refreshing, honestly. And his uh, whole goal of this documentary that they're filming is to disprove um, demons Possession and possession. Was that the goal of the documentary? Yeah, because yeah. he okay. was showing him all the tricks that he did. Yeah, oh, I, just, I, I figured it was just kind of like a like, hey, this is this is who I am. I'm an interesting you know concept because <laughs> I don't believe in this, but I'm going through the motions and doing all this stuff. So I thought it was more just kind of like an like an expose of this guy. I didn't yeah. know that they were actually trying to disprove exorcism. Yeah, there was a uh, at the top of the film there was a mention of there was like 150 plus exorcisms that had taken place. And someone was opening up like an exorcism college or something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was yeah the Catholic Church. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? This is just feeding on people's beliefs and yeah. stuff that doesn't exist. So he was like, I'm going to go disprove it. Well, this. actually, no, he, I, it is a little bit different than that. Because at one point, remember, he kept having those dreams about his kid getting killed in an exorcism. Like he was killing his kid in an exorcism. So he basically wants to disprove exorcism so no more kids get killed in the process. Right, because there was like a news story he heard yes. about where a kid Because when died. they talk about oh, opening... Yeah, because yeah. they talk about opening the school, he's like, this is bad news because this like means more people are going to get hurt. Line, yeah. it, was real, it was real subtle, but that was the whole crux of like why he was like, we need to disprove this, which evidently was And like when his reason. kid got sick, he, they, he first thought was to thank the doctor and not God, and that made him like question his whole faith or whatever. Yeah, it was a crisis of faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did like the concept. Yeah, so they answer 
um, like a phone call or request to come out to this farm. It was like a letter. Yeah, it was a, a letter. letter. And to come out to this farm and take a look. Uh, well, what was it? There was like dead animals, right? Yeah, she's like massacring livestock. Uh, so the girl was livestock. murdering the, the farm animals, yeah. So they go out and investigate. And something that this movie didn't do is it didn't really have a lot of big budget effects for the most part. You know, like whenever yeah, it was all she subtle. was quote unquote possessed, it was just her own voice, you know? Yeah. And she was like, uh, the actress was a contortionist, so she could do all those weird So I actually, oh, was I was wondering, yeah. I, saw, I saw her in that, I was like, I was like, that doesn't look like CG, that actually looks legit, but that's, I was like, she's got to be like a contortionist or in the circus yeah. or something, because that was pretty impressive, like how she twisted up. I was crazy. like, damn. Although I really have a problem when they don't change the voices of the people possessed. If you don't like add some kind of effect yeah. to it, they made her a little growlier, it. but it was essentially her voice. Yeah, yeah. Just, she just sounded like just a little, like an angry girl. And <laughs> I was like, eh. it's not quite demonic enough, right? It, it just seemed like you know, like you could you yeah. could talk reason with her because she still sounded like kind of like a sixteen year old girl. She was sixteen, right? I think so. Yeah, that was really concerning when she started getting naked and like started saying some stuff. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I think we established she's underage. We need to slow this down a little <laughs> Hold bit." Hold on, movie. movie, you're yeah. making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, what did you guys think of the brother? Like the very first interaction the priest and his crew have with this, that, that. Yeah, when you turn kid. around and make a U turn. He's and, a smile. Yeah. Like, He's I, a good I, actor. I liked it. And he was also in on, like, he knew that the priest was fake because he saw him, like, drop to something. And you remember during the first exorcism, yeah. they put the girl's feet in water and the priest dropped something in there to make the water bubble. The, the brother knew that it was a sham, and he was okay with that because he was like, oh, it's a sham. He's not going to really like mess with this. Yeah. The father of the girl was totally 100% on board, thought this was like real. Yeah, he was all fundamental. Like, he was like, finally, you're here to help her. You know, you need to unpossess her. In the links this guy went to, uh, like what, the wife passed away, Yeah. right? So then he became uber-Christian, man. Pulled the kids out of Out of school, and, and he's like, I'm going to homeschool. He's like, buddy, I don't know what you're going to be able to teach. <laughs> well, he wasn't happy with some of the outside influences. Because yeah. remember, he says the, the, the preacher of the small town that they lived in, their old preacher. Wasn't even like... Like he was like, he's like, he taught music that wasn't just Christian music, so I had a problem with that. Like he's, he was scared of the outside influences of the world corrupting his daughter. And so he kind of had some yeah. vested interest in making sure he sheltered her and shielded her from that. I thought the you know the the second exorcism, the actual quote unquote one, was a was a real. Oh, you mean scene. the one in the barn with yeah. a bunch of sharp objects hanging around on the wall? Yeah, yeah, great choice, buddy. But I thought that was a good scene. It was a well done exorcism. Um, Are we going to talk about the ending here, real quick, just to kind of sum up the plot? Yeah, so he tries to do an exorcism, uh, and then he's like, wait, you're just faking because she calls a blowjob, uh, uh, what'd she call it? Uh, a jobby blow or a, a just some blowing slightly, job. It was blowing, blowing job. Blowing yeah. job. Some, yeah. like, something slightly off. He's like, ha, caught you. You're just you know a 16-year-old girl. Uh, and then she's like, yeah, you're right. I got knocked up by this kid who works at the diner. And everyone's like, all right, well, that's crazy. They bring in the pastor, you know, their their local pastor, and he's like, all right, I got it from here. All's good. They drive off. And then I think this is the most unbelievable part out of a whole Exorcist movie. Is he's like, oh, hey, look at this. This is the diner the kid works at. Let's go stop by and tell him that he's going to be a dad. Which seems like a real dick thing to do to somebody. <laughs> well, it was for his documentary, man. Right. He needed that final footage to slap on there and be like, we solved the case. Yeah, that was like, so that's a real just poor decision, I think. But anyway, he goes in there and the kid who is supposed to have uh, – uh, knock Nell. Nell's the the girl who's possessed. Up, um, he's like, bro, I'm gay, so that definitely didn't happen. And they were like, hmm, 
All right. And then the movie makes you think the dad is the one right. who had like, so there's like his this daughter. Whole and they've weird... said that they've said that expectation previously. The uh the boom mic girl is all like, We're going to the cops. If he's like having yeah. sex with yeah. his daughter, we're gonna like and then the pastor's like uh, God, what's the pastor's name in this movie? Do we know? It's Patrick sure. Fabian. Yeah, so they go back. Right, which another, I guess, poor decision. Instead of being like, hmm, we should involve the authorities, they turn around, they're like, we got to go back to the farm. They go back to the farm and see this weird, demonic ritual thing coming on. And it turns out the local pastor is actually um, like the leader of the satanic cult, and uh, her dad's all tied up and shit. And then they give like birth to a Demon Abalone. child, yeah, Avalon, the demon, um, and that's you yeah, because essentially Nell- the end of the movie, everything catches fire, and that's that's that. Yeah, because you find out that Nell's pregnant because like basically there's a scene where like you hear a baby crying and she's drowning a doll in the bathtub. Yeah, and it's then you find out that she's pregnant, and everyone's like, "Oh, the father, you know, must have gotten her pregnant," but they don't really have the proof, and so that's like halfway through the movie. Yeah, and then at the end, she gives birth to a demon and they throw it in the fire and it becomes this huge monster demon. And then everyone in the crew gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. The pastor and his crew all die the way that Nell had predicted via her drawings. Uh, He died by the fire. One of them got hatcheted to pieces and the other one decapitated. Decapitated. So, and the movie did a pretty good job. I mean, it's, it's standard by the book, like writing stuff, but it was actually really good. They, they set a lot of expectations at the beginning of the film. When they first start going out there, they, um, they talk to some locals. He's just going to kind of like, look, you can get locals to say anything. I'll, I'll tell you, they all have a story for demonic possession. And they talk to one lady. She's like, oh, there's like a demonic priest out there who's running like and sacrificing yeah, like souls. It's a cult. Um, then also they show pictures of that Nell drew that show like how everyone's going to die yeah. at the end. I mean, and they did a pretty good job of calling back a lot of that stuff. So it actually was like pretty well bookended. Yeah. I agree My biggest that. problem with the film was the pastor's uh, insistence on returning um agreed you know he's he's got a family a wife and kid that you like like you said it makes it even more unrealistic that he would turn around and go risk his life and his crew's life to prove this fact right because like i try to think right, what's his plan he's gonna go back there and and what you know and so it's like without like, the authorities he's gonna accuse the dad of sleeping with his daughter and get shot i mean the, dad, the, the, the dad's already established that he will fire a gun yes at them. he will like, shoot you previously he did it. yeah and so, when you sneak up onto a satanic ritual with a woman on an altar right. you run the hell away like exactly. you don't go i'm gonna pray to god and run in there like some kind of crazy well, he, had, he had his crucifix which oh, yeah. i didn't realize was a crucifix the second time he goes to do the uh the second exorcism he puts he like he lifts up his shirt and puts it in the back of his belt loop like a gun, and I thought he had a gun. I was like, "Well, that's fucking smart, man." Yeah. I was like, "Fine, yeah." If just in case you need to put a cap in her, go for it. But no, right. I and I like, was corrected on that. They could have just had like a five minute scene because we end up finding out that the satanic cult's pretty big. There's a lot of people there, right? So could be the whole just, town for right, all we know. They could have just had a five minute scene where he went to the police, and you know, the cop was like, "Oh yeah, we'll definitely look into it." You know, and you just get that shady. This guy's probably in on yeah, the cult yeah. vibe, and. Then he's like, no, I'm going to have to do this myself. At least there'd have been some like uh, motivation for him to just all by himself essentially go back to deal with this. Yeah, unarmed. And yeah. the whole movie, he's this 
uh, man without faith. And then in the moment he sees this satanic ritual, he thinks he's just going to flip the switch <laughs> yeah. and have the power of God. It's like, nah, bro, you've been faking it for way too long. If there is a God, he's probably not talking to you at the right. moment. I love the beginning to establish that he's like kind of faking it. Like one of his lines is like, hey, a church doesn't run on love. We need that money. I was like... <laughs> Okay, yeah. within the first five minutes, that said, and I was like, interesting, let's see where you're going with He does this. a sermon on banana nut bread, just works it in there. It in yeah. just, like, that I was can, really good. All his little nods, like he yeah. knows the camera's recording, so he hands yeah. it up in just the right moments during all the, right. the exorcisms or like, whatever. At first, I was like, all right, is this how the whole movie's going to It really put me like on guard, but it ended up being way better than I was originally expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly kind of wish it would have ended in a, a matter of this was a hoax. Yeah. You know, well, like without the demonic birth and all that. I stuff. honestly thought that's how it was going to end until I like paused it just to see how much time was left. And I was like, we've got 15 minutes left. There's no way this is the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it works. It just, whenever it happened, I was like, <sighs> well, it ultimately ties right into the sequel, which you've seen. I did. It's also on Amazon prime for free. If anyone okay, wants do you want to give it. us a quick, wait, before we talk about the sequel, okay. yeah. let me just give you guys a, you know, cover your ears, little kids. A big fuck you to both you guys for making me watch a movie where a cat is literally murdered and decapitated. <laughs> oh, and that was up. sad. Yeah, dude. Like you see that picture of the cat with the blood spots over it. I was like, well, yeah. so far none of her pictures have come true. I, I remain first I remain person hopeful. bashing we of get a cat. A per, yeah. First, per, I was like, oh, to I was so tempted to text you guys at three in the morning, and be like, to, to hell with you both. I hadn't seen so this mad. movie before. I hadn't so either, man. Yeah, like, we didn't so know that mad. was coming. I'm not, yeah, I hate when movies abuse animals. <laughs> oh, we're like going to talk about another movie on uh, another episode where there's uh, cat murder as well, which we'll get into that. But yeah, you guys, you guys yeah. are done picking movies. And there's the paranormal <laughs> activity with the uh, one set in LA where he abuses his little dog. That was really sad, too. Oh, okay. Let's stop. But anyway, um, what so, kind of monster? I know. Um, so in the second one, um, Wait, last exorcism, second the one? The second last exorcism, yeah. Okay. Uh, the last, last exorcism. Does it, have yes. the same, does it have the same pastor guy? No, the only... Well, he um, died, right, in the fire? Yeah, Ooh. the only returning character... Yeah, what the hell am I thinking? Yeah. ...is Nell. Um, I mean, they have flashbacks, but like the only one who's in the whole movie is Nell. Now she's... Um, Raising her demon baby. <laughs> she's happy. <laughs> she ends up like uh, breaking into some people's house and um, she's all like mute and comatose and shit, and they take her to the hospital, who then puts her in some halfway house, and she's still haunted, and the demon's still following her, and she meets in, it takes place in New Orleans, um, and so naturally she meets in with some voodoo people who are like, all right. As you do. Yeah. They're like, hey, we could beat this demon. They bring her to this voodoo sort of exorcist business, and um, they fail, so then they're like, okay, we're going to have to kill you. So they try to kill her, and um, the demon shows up and is like, hey, if you join me, you won't die, and we could bring about the apocalypse together. And she's like, deal. So she joins the demon. She pops back to life. Everything starts catching on fire. Um, and then the ending was actually pretty cool. It's just her sort of driving through New Orleans, and all the cars around her start like blowing up in the fire, and all the houses uh, catch on fire. And fade out. And again, make sure that I'm right. This is the same demon from the first movie. Yeah, that sounds way powerful for a demon. Like just yeah. burning hey, everything. Some demons are pretty sight. powerful, you know. Yeah, they may, they mention him by name, Avalon, as uh, he's okay. not done with her. And he apparently had fallen in love with her. And that's why. Oh. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, it was okay. I When I first watched it, I left it and I you know texted you guys. I was like, yeah, that second one was crap. 
But over the last few days, it's kind of grown on me, and now I think it's uh, slightly less crap. So they actually show Abalom in the second one, or? Not as a demon, per se. He just looks as a guy. He's wearing a hoodie with a face mask. Ah, so they didn't use dude. the snake from the drawing in the first one? They did not. Oh, dude, that those drawings were so good. I totally want yeah. like a coloring book with like all those line those. drawings. And... Um, then he starts taking up other people's shapes, like uh, her dad makes a cameo appearance, and then uh, like its final form is her. So it just looks just like Nell. Wait, the final form is just looks like her. Yeah. And then, oh, and what so a does she have completely black eyes like they do, or did they change her appearance at all? Oh, I can't remember to mm. be honest at all. Um, Would you recommend it if you had nothing else to watch and you're like, you know, I could go for kind of a demon movie. Um, yeah, it's definitely not the worst demon movie I've ever seen, but it is uh, not the best either. That's fair. Yeah. Well, any other it's thoughts on this one before we move on? Then it's then the first one. I'll say that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're you're just kind of generally looking for a kind of run of the mill. I'm not a huge found footage guy. So the the handy cam documentary work and stuff like that was kind of eh. But I mean, I'd recommend it if someone was looking for like a Netflix movie. I wouldn't recommend they go see anything, like pay money for it though. We're talking about the first one now. Yeah, The Last Exorcism. Yeah. I, I Which would take me the first Last Exorcism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the second to Last Exorcism didn't uh, test as well. Didn't test so. as well. It's just called The Last Exorcism 2, right? Correct. The sequel. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first one, He's I... in the number two, not the last exorcism as well. T-O-O. <laughs> um, I would probably recommend it. How, I mean, I was I was warmer on the film when it started, and then I was a little cold whenever we got to the whole demon birth and then that thing. I kind of wish they would have cut that out um, and kind of made it been, the whole thing might have been a fraud after all or yeah. something like that. That would have been cool. Like, honestly, I would have liked if it would have been, like, all, like, just a sham and then, you know... But I don't think horror audiences that go to see these kind of movies would have been happy with that. I think they would have wanted something bigger than just that. They could have done sort of the Inception ending, though, where, you know, one thing could have fallen over or something to make the people go, all right, was it real? Was it fake? I don't know. That's a good point. That's a real good point. The top spins forever and then it goes to black. I'm like, oh, it was a demon. I knew it. (laughs) So it's cliche. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Cliche in its own way. But I think it would have made a stronger film. But then it wouldn't have set it up for uh, part two, the search for more money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, churches don't run on love, man. <laughs> so, Garrett, um, you had mentioned that this one was getting to you a bit like the shadows and, and such. Yeah, when well, she's like unnaturally standing in places she shouldn't be, like in the, in the stairwell, mm-hmm. in the hallway, when she shows up at the hotel room, that stuff still freaks me the hell out, like so bad. Well, I know you you said in, that you're not really into the whole religion thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm agnostic. Yeah, you know, don't so, don't send hate mail. We don't. Do that. <laughs> um, but as an agnostic, um, do you find it's difficult to believe these uh, movies that deal so heavily in religion? You know, Christianity, heaven, demons, and all that kind of thing. Wait, is agnostic the one that doesn't believe there's anything, or is agnostic that means you don't know? Oh no, then I'm atheist. Okay. Yeah. So you're at the very end of this back. Yeah, I'm the very end of this. Sorry about that. That's okay. Still don't send us hate mail. As an agnostic, um, I'm offended. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, we're about to fight on podcast. Yeah. So no, anyway, uh like uh just kind of this will lead us into ex- exorcism of Emily Rose from 2005 is so one of the things I think about in watching these is like I don't know if I actually believe there is demons or any of that stuff out there. So it kind of removes me just a little bit from it all. You know, if I don't I mean, I believe what's happening. 
no less likely than there's a like magical serial killer coming after you in your dreams, right? Okay, yeah. If you want to posit that it's just all fantasy anyway, then you know, we can so. be along for the ride. Um, what about you? What do you think, Garrett? You know, I don't actually have as big of a problem with it. I mean, you know, granted, I don't believe in that stuff, but the thing is, though, is the difference between like, you know, like a Freddy or something like that is you're having me basically just like out of nowhere believe this this crazy thing, which means the burden the burden is on you, the writer and the filmmaker, Fair. to make me accept and believe this. The thing about angels and demons, whether you believe it or not, there is a ton of history. There is a ton of like, um, you know, empirical evidence to kind of like really establish that some people legitimately believe in this stuff. And there's enough history and backstory there to kind of automatically put me in the mindset of like, okay, I could buy why people buy this. Yeah. So instead of having to basically be like, why would you go back in your dream to fight a crazy guy with Mm -hmm. knives? I can be like, oh yeah, no, I can get why someone would totally hire someone to do an exorcism, whether I believe it's a legit thing or not. Yeah. There's, they've already established that this could be in, in, in certain situations, this is, you know, accepted. Yeah. I won't, you know, get sort of too anthropological about it, but I think it permeates like human society so far back that even if you don't believe it, I think you're more like, at least subconsciously, you're more ready to accept it in the sense that you've just, it's just been around forever, right? You've heard about all these myths and Greeks and, you know, ancient Egypt demons and all this stuff that, it's just sort of the water we swim in a bit. Yeah. So maybe it's not a Christian demon, but we're right. using Christianity to fight them. Very that often kind of thing. in these movies, it's not. They are like Babylonian demons or Egyptian demons. Or- and that's the one thing in The Last Exorcism and in Emily Rose that they mention is like, you know, like, you know, demons are not just isolated to Christianity. Like every religion performs exorcisms. Every religion currently does this stuff. And it's only certain ones like Catholicism and, you know, stuff like that that kind of has more of a a stigma against it in the the public perception. But like these movies posit, you know, like this stuff happens all the time. So again, I think because of that, you know, like, sure, I may not believe in a specific demon. I may not believe in a specific, you know, like angel, you know, but um, the the concept has already been established. So, you know, I can fall right into that premise. And I will say that um, you guys make good points on that. And then when it comes to the exorcism of Emily Rose, I think it's the one I struggled with the most out of the three that we watched. Because what I took away from the movie was, hey, if you don't believe, maybe you should. Yeah. Because that felt like that was the whole point of the movie. And there's a line in there that the priest says, uh, Tom Wilkinson, uh, says, demons exist whether you believe in them or not. And I feel like that was the whole point of this movie. Was that in Emily Rose? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought that in was Emily Last Rose. Exorcism. But um, most of these movies sort of have this uh, a similar line of that. Nature. Okay, yeah, because I thought yeah. he was the mailbox in the last. He said something yeah. like that. In that but exorcism. Uh, the main character of exorcism of Emily Rose is Laura Lenny, and she is a lawyer who is also agnostic. Okay, just for the record, I think every horror movie should just be a long ass episode of Law and Order. <laughs> I love this movie for that. Oh, I, had, I, I had some problems with this movie, but man, I love the fact that I was like. Oh, God, I was so scared of this movie when I saw the trailer. And then I was like watching. And I was like, yo, I'm down with this. It's a court drama. Straight I had a feeling up. you'd like it because uh, you're big in the law and order. I so. <laughs> found this to be the most forgettable of the movies that we watched. I'm going to agree. I barely remember it. And I, only, I, mean, I watched it two days ago. And yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, they were in a court. And, you know, he served time, served or whatever. When this came out in 2005, so, I went to the theater and watched it. I remember liking it a whole lot. That's why I recommended yeah. it. So on rewatch, I was like, oh, that's just kind of forgettable. Yeah. Um, not really stand out to me. 
But the premise of the film is there is a uh, a girl who's being possessed, Emily Rose, and she dies while in the care of the local priest. No, he's priest. a straight up priest. He's yeah. a straight up priest. Um, and he's on trial for negligence, and this results in the death of Emily Rose. So the film follows an agnostic lawyer, Laura Linney, and she is doing her best to prove his innocence and get him out of jail. Again, uh, like I said, the, the film continues with Laura Linney's character becoming more and more receptive to the idea that there is yeah. uh, heaven and hell, demons, and so forth. Well, because stuff starts happening to her. Right. So, like, the thing Demon is, I know the... hour or whatever you yeah, call it. Yeah, the... the 3 a.m. <laughs> the 3 a.m. thing. 3 a.m. is when the devils get busy. Which I thought was kind of cool. They actually explained that. They yeah, actually like, like talk about the history of it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty nice. That's a nice little throw in. And I think all the performances were great. Everyone was very good. And I appreciate the priest was like, you know, like, look, I just want to tell my, I want to tell this story. But I did have a problem with that. Just not to, you know, kind of like you said, like this movie had a very handed, like very heavy handed Agenda. kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, hey, if you don't believe, maybe you should. And if you, if you don't believe, maybe there is something, you it's know. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so like, he was just like, I got to, I got to tell this story so people know this is real. So people believe in demons and angels again. And I was like, eh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's maybe not go to jail. Maybe that should be your prime yeah, focus. Right. But I mean, that was his, his character's role. I did like Emily Rose's up, like, initial possession scene or whatever in her bed where uh mm-hmm. it was like a seizure almost I, I just thought that was a cool i mean for that of that movie which had very few cool scenes I thought that yeah was all right. one of the only ones is that really stood out to me was whenever she was at her boyfriend's dorm room and then he wakes up and she's just laying on the floor all contorted staring at him. Oh, I was like, was so messed what up. a creep. That was so, I was like, sorry, baby, we got to break up. Yeah, we are done. Uh, but he there. stuck with her till the end. I'm like, to be fair, that kid's all crazy. these girls would be killer at Twister. I'm just That's saying. True. They would win every time. That's right. Let's get that movie made. Yeah. I don't really have much to say about this one, to be honest. It's just so bland and like... Uh, I've got a little bit more to say. New ground. I thought it was just like a. I mean, I like the concept of it being nothing. You're right. Nothing new came out uh, about it except the fact that I love the fact that the 90 percent of this horror movie was in the courtroom. I really, I do like that framing structure. I think that's his most unique thing is that it was like a courtroom horror. Otherwise, you want to call it that. I would not recommend. Whether spoiler, jump ahead. But uh, John's out. John is out. I did like it whenever she ran into the church and the old women. Like they just their eyes go black and start howling that guttural noise. Like I was like, oh, that's that's kind of neat. Dude, that whole that whole stuff where she's freaking out and seeing things like that's the kind of garbage that sometimes like permeates my mind. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to see this on film. (laughs) Like I gotta live with this. I gotta live with this crap. Um, I had a hard time finding this movie on Netflix, or was it on Netflix? I think it was on Amazon. Prime or yeah. something like um, that. I had a hard I time. I remember watching it. Let alone where I watched <laughs> I it. I thought it was. I thought it was the haunting of Emily something. So I was looking for the haunting of Emily, the haunting of uh, uh, you know Amelia. I also then I was like, and then I was like, wait, maybe it's exorcism. So I was like, the exorcism of Emily, the exorcism of Amelie, and then at one point I put the exorcism of Emilio, and I was like, you know, man, Emilio. I would love this movie was the exorcism of Emilio Estevez, <laughs> and Charlie Sheen was the past the priest. That would be, I would watch that movie. That'd That's be a better movie. movie. That's yeah. already a better movie. Sold. He could get his dad in there too, Martin Sheen. <laughs> So uh, just to kind of tie back into what I was saying, like this, the, the point of this movie felt to be, do you believe? Maybe you should. It's going to happen anyway. So I kind of took the stance on, no, this isn't happening. We're getting all these like 
you know, accounts from people who are unreliable witnesses on a stand. Yeah. Every one of them you know would have I mean? been kicked, just like, no, dis- disregard. Yeah. So I immediately took the stance in my mind in the courtroom. I was like, this is all bullshit. I'm on the prosecution side. That priest is guilty as hell. But Mary, <laughs> he was negligent, and she's dead. Mary told her that she had to. Demon wasn't leaving. And uh, how many times has Mary told you anything, John? That's all so, I'm saying. I, mean, I will say this: as much as I do love a courtroom drama, this movie was pretty forgettable. I mean, at one point, like when they have the the expert uh, witness who's going to basically the the Indian woman who's talking about how exorcism exists all over the world oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. The the halfway through her talking, I was like, "Oh, that's the voice of Lakshmi from Destiny 2. Like when my mind goes to that, <laughs> your movie's not doing its job right. Like when I'm thinking about Destiny Two instead of what I'm actually listening to, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. That's so and so." And I was like, "Oh wait, I should be paying attention to this." Yeah, so, I was awful, also going like, "What is Tom Wilkinson in? <laughs> I know this man from something else." Um, so I thought I'd give you some backstory because. This is one of those films that, quote unquote, based on a true story, right? Oh, boy. Wait, I have a question before we get into that. Okay. Is part of the true story her having a creepy ass doll when they start the exorcism? Because I feel like the first thing you want to do <laughs> in the movie, like when they first start the exorcism, she's holding this like insanely creepy, like dead eyed doll. And I was like, the first thing you want to do is get that out of her hands, get that out of the room, true. because if something's possessing her, it's going to get in that doll also. I was like, get rid of all creepy dolls before all you dolls start. Are terrible. Good That's rule. Good rule of thumb for exorcisms: get rid of creepy dolls. Don't perform it in a place with a bunch of sharp objects, and tie the person down with chains. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Put this person in a happy, positive environment before you start. That's all it no. takes, right? Negative, negative, dark environment. Put on that. <laughs> put on that Sweet Rob Zombie album. Yeah. Get your exorcism on. Make sure the demon feels at home. <laughs> All right, so this is based on a, an event that occurred in 1976 in Germany. It's a timely movie. The witching yes. year. No. Um, <laughs> Emily Rose's real name is Annalise Michael or Michelle in Bavaria, Germany. Let's see. So it's not even a U.S.-based story. No, um, and this is pulled from IMDb. It says, after her death, the parents of the girl and the two priests were found guilty of negligent homicide and were sentenced to six months in jail Reduced to three years probation, probation and a fine. Uh, the Catholic Church you know, changed I its position. On, I would rather go to jail for six months than be on probation for three years. I don't know. Yeah, just get it over with. Well, no, because you get out of jail, you're still on probation. Oh, okay. So I mean, you're just tacking on extra. You Fair know. Enough. Okay. Not that I would know. <laughs> uh, the Catholic Church changed their position, stating she was mentally ill and not possessed. The case has been cited as an example of a misidentified mis- mental disorder, negligence, abuse, and religious hysteria. So, the truth is, it was all fake. So, movie, now that I know that, you're fake. Or, well, that's what the church says. Because <laughs> yeah, it was a failed exorcism, and they don't want that on their record. Because if there's one thing we know about the Catholic Church, honesty is utmost their main priority. Oh, we all know that. <laughs> so... There's not been any recent. Come at us, Catholics! No, notes. don't really come at us. <laughs> no, we we love you all. We promise. Um, so, just to give you some more info on this, uh, this film, for some reason, the Chicago Film Critics Association lists it as in their top 100 scariest films of all time at number 86. Well, they just discredited wow. themselves. Yeah. 86 most yeah. scary movie that ever happened. I'm well, say okay, hold on. Can not. you think of like 15 really scary movies that like really just nail it on all fronts? Yeah. 
I would like to know what were the 14 movies that were supposed to be less scary. Like, you know, Aladdin Chud, scary Chud 2. Aladdin. Littlest Mermaid. <laughs> Ursula's the worst. Oh, Did nice. you say The Littlest Mermaid? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a knockoff her name is Ursello. It's the German version. It's based on the American story. Well, John, you said you would not recommend it. I would say if you're into courtroom dramas and you want something a little different, maybe give it a shot. You missed your Law and Order for the week. You right. Pop this on. And... Garrett, uh, you know, I don't know. It's out of the three we watched. I, I enjoyed the fact that it took place in a courtroom because it kind of just diffused the whole. Like, I don't enjoy these kind of movies. They freak <laughs> me out. So I was like, oh. Whew. Okay, most of this is in the courtroom. I feel comfortable there. But like the stuff that they did have where like the the lawyer was dealing with like being the the effects of the demon and stuff like that too. If you're in your house and you're getting a drink of water and all your lights go out and then the door opens itself, it's time to move. I just that drove me nuts. The fact that she just kind of blase like Oh, so all this is happening. Well, I guess I'll just go back to bed. I was like, no. The one thing you don't do but is go right back to bed. Paranormal activity would let you know that demons haunt people, not places. So moving doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. okay. Well, then she's just screwed. fucked. Screwed. You're screwed. <laughs> That's a question we should dig into at another time. How into is this possession? Is it the person or the home? Because I always thought it was the house. Hauntings are the house. Oh, possessions are the people. Well, yeah, because you're possessing a person. But I mean, could you possess? You possess a doll. We've seen that with Annabelle. Well, not not all of us have seen that, and some of us won't ever see that. (laughs) It's not terrible. (laughs) Well, let's move into the last one Um, in the original, or maybe not the original, but the most famous of all exorcism movies, The Exorcist from 1973. Popularizer. Right. Just edit that word out. (laughs) We're leaving that one in. Populizer. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned at the top, Garrett, you said that uh, you kind of felt that the the first maybe 15, 20 minutes is a little slow, maybe not that interesting. I agree. The exorcism is a a product of its time, and movies at that time just did have a slower pace, which, again, was fine, and I thought it... Gave a lot of buildup, yeah. but like some of the the imagery was very like with the statue and stuff like that. Some of that stuff was very creepy, but it did move a little bit slow at the beginning. I it's, really like that though. I thought the buildup is what made it so much more awesome when it finally. Absolutely, I agree with that. But you know, when you're watching a bunch of these movies back to back, you're kind of like, okay, let's yeah. go. I would have liked to seen some of the home life shaved down and more of the the uh, the priest. Because as soon as they introduced the priest, uh, I thought the movie was infinitely more interesting. Which priest? Um, the one who had the mother who passed away. The, okay. like, uh, once he got on screen, I was, I was way more invested in the film. But yeah. when it was like, oh, watch this lady. She's a, you know, a, a, a Hollywood star. She's on magazines. And they're just doing like this daily routine stuff. I'm, I even wrote down there. like 30 minutes in. What do we know? <laughs> uh, priest is losing faith. A single mom and fathers in Rome, and some archaeologist found like a little devil sculpture. Yeah, and that was Part it. That's from the transition from the book to in the book. The buildup is fair, is like that. Um, if you don't know, it's based on William Peter Blatty's book. Came out a couple years before, but the book has that. But creepier things start happening, right? Um, they they kind of hint at it in the movie with the oh, we have rats, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it must be very clean rats then, you know. Oh, I didn't know this was a book. Yeah, in the book is way well. Gr- color me ignorant, and uh, I didn't know that either. And um, disgusting. Yeah, really. It's 
Have you the, read the book? The, oh, but okay, yeah, but yeah. the 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 exorcism part of it, or just in general, like just like the demon plays it like almost has more of a personality in the book, and it the uh, it seems to span more time. Um, Is the demon also British? No, because I was laughing at that when he's like, "Do you know what your hunting daughter did?" And I'm no, like, oh. he, was, "He was mocking the uh, the British director that he killed." Mm-hmm. Oh, was that the point of that? Yeah, yeah. that was the point. Wow. Okay. Bert uh, Bert Dennings. Yep. He was that too. She was like supposed to be sounding like. Okay, I thought they literally just made it a, a British demon. No, like, no, no right. that was that was definitely a callback. Because yeah, I also was... wrote down who's Burke. <laughs> and I, I finally figured it out towards the end of the film. I was like, oh, that was the director guy that I saw for two seconds on screen earlier. Yeah, but they talk about his death. Like, it's one of the threads right. throughout the whole movie. That's yeah. when I wrote down who's Burke. Right. Well, the <laughs> what was supposed to be the obvious callback was the cunning daughter line. Oh, did he say that? No. the Just in his voice. In was his that his voice. actual voice? The yeah. actor's voice? Okay. Yeah, it was the actor's yeah. voice. Yeah. Okay. Now it was I'm straight like, up yeah. that. Were you sleeping during the movie? No, yeah. I wasn't. But like Garrett said, we watched like 10 of these things. That's fair. I've seen so. this movie like a gazillion times. So yeah, it's hard oh. for me to... This was my uh, first viewing right. um, fully. Um, In so. full disclosure, I did not watch this, the, the Exorcist all the way through yeah. for this one. I mean, I, remember, I watched the first half of it again. I was like, oh, I remember all this. Okay, the we're good. The second half's a good half. <laughs> I know, I know. But it was just like, I just, oh man, I just didn't have enough time. And you know, the demon brings... What I like about I thought this was is such a well structured movie, and when you watch it like multiple times, you pick up on a bunch of stuff that um, you may miss like your first time watching. Mm-hmm. Like when um, Michael and the uh, the demon meet, and it's like, oh, it's a lovely day for an exorcism, and he's like, oh, would you like an exorcism? And then the demon's like, oh, it'll bring us closer. And then at the end, right, he, it, ends, yeah. he ends up getting possessed and having to kill himself. It's like, all right, that's yeah, pretty interesting. There was a lot of stuff in that movie that like I remember like. I think on like the third or fourth time I watched it, I was just like, "Oh wow, they really thought this through." Yeah, you yeah. Know they call back to the altar boy too, right? Mm-hmm. You're the, the 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 poor homeless guy. Hey, you know, can you spare some change for an old altar boy? That wasn't just a random line the demon said. That was earlier. Than oh Mark, yeah, yeah. Mark looks that. dumbfounded here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I remember that part. I remember the guy on the street, but I don't remember the demon saying that. I don't want it to make it seem like I don't think this is a good film. I think it's pretty pretty damn good and worth all the praise it's gotten over the years because you yeah. hear everybody like cites it as one of the scariest things ever made, right? Yes. Well, they had like didn't they have like doctors and ambulances on call when this first came out in the theater? Like yeah, when you went were there, fainting and stuff. seriously? Oh yeah, wow. no, people were losing their shit in the theaters about this movie. My mom told me about this movie when I was a kid, and she said that she went home. She got her roommates and told them, like, she pulled, like, her bed or, like, her mattress into their room and, like, would not sleep in the house by herself. Like, it fucked a lot of people up back then. This is a fun fact of 70s filmmaking. You know when they're in uh, near the end as their bed, as her bedroom's all freezing and you see their breath and stuff? Uh-huh. Uh, they actually just had to lower the temperature of that room to, like, 30 degrees. So they were just filming. In it really was that box. cold? Yeah, because yep. they didn't have CG technology back then. Oh, they just yeah. draw in breath. So That's something we take for granted these yeah, days. Yeah, I was reading that trivia and I was like, fuck, that sucks. And I'd <laughs> say almost all the effects still hold up very well. Yeah. There was only one or, tw- uh, one or two times that I actually saw the wires. Whenever she was being lifted off the bed, but I, I can forgive that. Yeah. I guess I didn't They're notice those. I, I've never noticed yeah. that. Dude, Reagan's face is still one of the scariest damn yes. things. Like, because mm-hmm. the thing, that's one thing I didn't really care for about, like, they, in The Last Exorcism and Emily Rose and stuff like that, they have, like, some some practical and some CG effects. Yeah. 
but they never like really like captured like this the sheer like just disturbing imagery that that Regan's face was from the Exorcist. That was true. That still to this day messes me up. Like in the Exorcist possession such a like a physically draining thing you could mm-hmm. see as her lips are getting all cracked and her skin's getting all destroyed well they showed that in emily rose and they yeah. showed like the the not the autopsy but the the post-death photo that's true yeah. like you look but they only show it briefly like you it's don't ever see it in action so it's like yeah. this real quick picture like oh that's fucking gross like that reminded me of the exorcist yeah. when i saw that and then like you see nothing else like that in the rest of the movie i was like oh that's kind of upsetting in the Exorcist book, the demon torments her so much more. Like he doesn't let her sleep for like three months, and it just does like. It sounds very like I need to read this book. book. Yeah, it's really good. Dude, could you even imagine? I can't imagine like not sleeping for like two days. Oh, it's terrible, right? I, mean, I go sixteen hours, and I'm already wiped. I need a nap like three hours after I wake up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of. The makeup that was really well done. The head spinning effect holds up great. Still holds up. Um, yeah, in in the the interplay between Michael the priest and the demon was just some of the best um, demon dialogue of the three films we saw. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, and and the other thing that I noticed about this film is there was a complete lack of soundtrack o- over a lot of these portions That's of true. it. Especially like we're Portions so used. To, there was still some. Well, yeah, we're so used to being blasted with yeah. loud noise, you know, sounds when something scary happens because the filmmakers want you to know it's scary. I right? hate that so much. So it was so refreshing to go into this one and be like, oh, I can just hear exactly what's happening. Oh, the only noise is the bed shaking and the screaming and the green vomit and like everything else <laughs> yeah. going on. So it really lets the movie kind of breathe and speak for itself, which I liked. Yeah. Well that's one thing I had to do when I watch these movies is like I have the remote next to me and then like if something looks like it's about to get really tense, I'll like drop the volume down a little bit just because I know I'm about to be like assaulted mm-hmm. by some random loud noise just to really drive home their jump scare. And sure audio does, you know, work well with the video, you know, as far as you know making that happen, but it's so damn loud nowadays. Like that's one thing I noticed in it when we thought when we saw yes. it, mm-hmm. it was like the jump scares, not super scary, but man, the, the audio was so loud it really forced you to kind of like take a step I back. Think. And it was like, wow. But yeah, exorcism didn't really have that. But that was also during a time though, like they would let the scripts and the filmmaking really speak for itself, you know. I kind of wish we could get some more of that. Well, soundtracks honest. were important though. I mean, if you look at Godfather, that soundtrack's iconic, but it's also very minimalist. Very minimal, yeah. yes. I'll tell you, 70s medicine seems terrifying. <laughs> I don't know what they put that poor girl through, but it seemed just like... Holy Christ, trash. man. Those 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 doctors, like, um, your, your daughter is just having a mental issue. Like, yeah. over and over and over again, it's like, look at her. Like, <laughs> brother... Come on, let's let's. That's you've already done your test. Give we us your give us your Hulk Hogan. Yeah. All right, brother, we're gonna need to run another <laughs> test here. Come on. And some of those tests just seem made up. All right, just wave this white loud thing around her, and it'll clank a lot. Yeah, we're just gonna scare her a bit with <laughs> yeah. these loud noises, clink 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 clink, running in there. Um, I once read a book where it was about like all the different like various types of old timey medicine throughout yeah. history terrifying <laughs> absolutely and the thing is that you see that and you're just like looking at it like wow and then you think about like 30 years from now 40 years from now you're like are we gonna be the, doing oh, the same thing sure. we're gonna look at ourselves going like what the hell were we thinking <laughs> they took how many aspirin oh my god <laughs> i'm still not a fan of the exorcism i mean the, i would say i i prefer exorcism over like the paranormal ghost stuff i'll take exorcism over that any day of the week that they watch through it but yeah just the the 
Okay, you know what? Let's talk about this for a second on exorcism. What is the demon's goal? Like they, I mean, sure, in last exorcism, they they got her pregnant so he could be born. The demon Abalam could be born. Mm-hmm. But like, like Reagan and the Exorcist, and you know, it's to take Emily. The soul, the goal, their general. That's so goal much is, work. You've already got the soul, dude. Well, Just grab it and only, go. <laughs> well, they don't think they can't do that. Not only you, of, you have to capture, but you have to keep. Well, and it's part of also <laughs> making like a, a mockery in, in a sense of. Uh, uh, God and religion. So it's really just like really rubbing it in the face. Essentially, yeah. Think of, they're like just internet trolls, you know? They're soul trolls. Soul um, trolls. <laughs> Welcome back to the soul <laughs> troll. Soul. In the book, The Exorcist, they the black the whole black mass bit is like played up. It's a much yes. bigger part of it than yes. in the movie where they just showed like, oh yeah, you know, someone gave these really defaced these statues. In the, in the book, it's like a continuing problem. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember that part. And I know they're supposed to be like the whole like, you know, like the young girl is the innocent and they're going after the innocent. Yeah. But like, it's always like young girls. I'm just like, dude. Is it because they're easy prey? I I think it's the... I some mean, of it. Probably, there's also the, the, the sheer innocence of them. Yeah. The, you know, the virgin Christian or whatever, you know, religious... Just playing into our expectations of yeah, but who the victim would be. I feel like go after hmm. the big fish, man. Get the Pope. Well, you know, like like aim chance, high. You know? Why not? Of pope John Paul the <laughs> Third. Um, and uh, you think cool Pope could give him a run for the money? Dude. <laughs> yes, cool Pope. <laughs> no, no Pope is great, but I'm just saying. Well, the cooler. Of John the Paul the Second did a bunch of exorcisms out in Africa. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was like famous for that. It's in the Emily Rose movie. They mentioned that he no, what was it? The Last Exorcism, where they're talking about reopening the exorcism school. That was all him. That's real life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. He's Wait, that's a real thing? Mm-hmm. Exorcism school? Well, I'm sure that's not what they call it, but yeah, the concept is real. Is it like a four-year plan? Is it like a master's program? Well, and they touch a bit about it in The Exorcist, right? Where yeah. um, Reagan's mom goes to him and he's like, you probably know as much as exor- you know, of the, about exorcism as most priests do. Um, it's just not something that I think people thought about for a really long time. And then for whatever reason, John Paul II was like, yo, we need to bring this back. Can I apply for financial aid at this college? Oh, that'd be interesting. Well, you got to be a priest, so I think it's free. Oh, step one. Step one is be a priest. Okay. Yeah, you can't just be a <laughs> step. Step one, be a priest. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to. So you mentioned that I watched the theatrical release. What mm-hmm. is in the extended or director's um, cut that's missing? It's just like a few scenes. There's a the most famous one is Reagan comes down the stairs like doing a backwards Dude, spider. Dude, fuck that. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry for yeah. my language, but yeah, no, I hate that so much. Yeah, so that's like the most famous. It's like other smaller <laughs> scenes like that or slightly extended versions of scenes. I personally don't think it dramatically changes the movie in any way at all, but um but it's out there. I think if you watch it either one, like I wouldn't be like, oh, if you only saw you the, get the effect yeah. for either one, but yeah, there's definitely a little more like kind of creepy stuff in yeah, there. Just this is longer. <laughs> for the year 1973, I thought they would have cut out that that scene with the cross where she's like st- oh, stabbing yeah. herself in the crotch. That was uh, that was a scene that was pretty right? intense. One Dude, of the most famous scenes. That's actually that's actually one of the, the scenes that upset people the most oh, yeah. back yeah. then. Definitely because. But to be fair, that really drove it home though. Like that was like, whoa, there's they're really going for it. Yeah. Like the demon, like is not playing around they, here. They didn't have the actual <laughs> actress who voiced Reagan say those lines. It was an adult. Which is smart. <laughs> yeah, I really don't think that we needed to hear her voice say that stuff. Yeah, we've all heard it on the playground. Come That's on, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Timmy's over there cursing God, <laughs> punching himself in the dick again. 
God damn it, Tim. Um, so I, I think... To your point earlier about it always being young girls, the true quote-unquote story that this is based on is actually a young boy. Oh, really? Possessed in the 40s in Georgetown, yeah. Oh, okay. So this has some relevance to like the whole based on a true story, too? Yeah, essentially. Georgetown uh, in D.C.? Yeah, same okay. area. Okay. Um, the book... So obviously, the movie was based on the book. The book was based on this quote-unquote true story. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think we picked three uh, fairly different exorcism films. My worry going into this is like, we're going to see the same film three fucking times. <laughs> but one was a courtroom drama, one was a documentary, and then we had, you know, The Exorcist. Yeah. So I was actually pleased with our selection. It was a good variety. Mm-hmm. I feel like the undertone message of, you know, your faith versus, you know, that all the, we talked that's about it. Going to be standard. Yeah, throughout, that tends right? to be that's standard, be but yeah, I, I did like the fact that they were different enough. Again, I thought I was going to hate the found footage handy cam yeah. one, and it was much better than I thought. I honestly think it was because of that actor, the guy who um, from Better Call Saul. Like he was really good in it. Patrick Fabian. Patrick Fabian. <laughs> there it is. Was that the the character's name or the, that's the actor's name? The actor's name. Okay. From the last exorcism. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any other thoughts to wrap this up? I definitely Exorcism. recommend The Exorcist if you've never seen it. Yes, absolutely. That film um, is is famous for uh, obvious reasons. If you haven't seen it, get out there and go see it. Garrett? Oh, absolutely. Exorcist is is a must-see film in general, whether you like horror or not. It's just that solid of a movie. Agreed. I've seen it like 15 times, so definitely <laughs> would recommend it. Show would us you? your back tattoo. <laughs> Do you like the movie or the book more? Probably the movie. It's a little tighter. The book does drone on a bit. and um, And I think... Some of the power of actually seeing this and hearing it, personally, I, I think I, it just transfers better on a visual medium, you know, than the book itself. But okay. it also could be that I saw the film first and then read the book. So, like when I was reading the book, I didn't get to essentially imagine this myself, right? I was just picturing the people from the movie in the book. Um, so to me, the movie's like the more canonical version, even though it's based on the book. Right. Hey, um, quick question. I have a qu- real quick to follow up. Have we noticed that only people who believe in this stuff get possessed? So maybe by being an atheist, mm. you don't have to worry about well, this there garbage. Was, um, the movie Stigmata from I think 1999. Where Great person, soundtrack, David yeah. Bowie, Bjork. I remember but, seeing that one in the theater. Yeah, I believe the person who was afflicted with the stigmata there was a non-believer. Oh, was she? Yeah. Dang, okay, we should have added that one to the list. No, we shouldn't have. That movie was, was terrible. A was it bad? Movie though. It was. I mean, can you be possessed by God? Why not? If you can be if you can be possessed by demons, why couldn't you be possessed? You think God? You think God is going into the satanic cults and having his angels possess his followers? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Why Where's don't angels film? ever possess anybody and make them do awesome things to convince people that God is that real? Point? Where's the counterbalance uh, to this? I think we got a movie right there. <laughs> Dude, I'm, somebody called Blumhouse. I'm not kidding. You know, patent pending, <laughs> patent pending. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for our exorcism episode. Do you have any topics you want us to discuss? Do you have any corrections or comments you'd like to add? Hit us up on our Twitter page at The Grave Talk, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Grave Talk, or email us at gravetalkpodcast at icloud.com. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. If you like our podcast, please consider sharing it with any other horror fans you think might enjoy our content. Until next time, keep yourself above ground, otherwise you may be dead, and the dead can't listen. Listen.